What's going on guys, Billy Alvaro, Unstoppable BA, and this is episode 25 of Unstoppable REI Wealth. Today, I have an extremely special guest, and he's special for one reason, multiple reasons, but the biggest of them all is he is my first cousin from Baltimore, Alex Van Brooklyn, who is a uh, an ex-Marine who got into this business full-time four years ago, and I gotta tell you something about Alex. I'm not saying this just because he's family. Alex is somebody who, when he listens to what somebody's saying, he asks questions, he actually takes an information and he executes like an absolute beast. Now, he's only been doing this four years. We're gonna go through his story of how he started, how he's growing, and now how he's scaling. He has 13 freaking employees within the last year alone. He started scaling the crap out of this business. Now, he also has a freaking very unique marketing program, extremely unique. Like there's not a lot of people out there doing this. You heard of Bandit Science. Well, he has a system called Bandit Science on Wheels. It was the primary driver of all his deals for the first three years of him being on business. He's gonna show you exactly what the program is, what he did, how he hires. He's gonna give you all the secrets and all you need to do is exactly what he did execute like a freaking beast and start making some money. I'm Billy Alvaro. This is episode 25 and get ready to get yourself to the next level. Peace. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My name is Billy Alvaro, aka the Unstoppable VA. Former billion dollar mortgage banker, gone bankrupt, turned professional real estate investor where each week you'll learn the tools, strategies, systems, and secrets myself and other highly successful real estate investing entrepreneurs use to start, grow, and scale their businesses, creating massive profits and how you can too. And we'll teach you how to put those profits to work so you no longer have to. Get ready to finally experience financial freedom and generational wealth. Now let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable REI Wealth. I am your host, Billy Alvaro, a.k.a. the Unstoppable BA. And like no other, today we're going to be bringing the heat. You know this show is all about bringing value. If you're starting, growing, or scaling a business, you're going to get so much freaking value, especially out of today, because today I have a special guest, which I'm going to hit on in a second. Listen, if you've been watching this and listening to this podcast, I want you to go in, give me some likes, give me some love. Give me a subscribe and tell people about what you think we've been doing on this podcast because we've been bringing value and I've been getting unbelievable responses. By the way, stuff we go over on this podcast, if you want any of the tools, tips, tricks, strategies, systems, and secrets that we have that we offer, go to billysecrets.com, billysecrets.com. And on there, you have everything, especially driving for dollars, lists. If you want to run MLS, if you don't have the MLS, every tool, tip, and trick we have guys on there who are offering uh, their radio secrets, their TV secrets, their mailing secrets. Like if you want it, we're using it. Why not piggyback on us and get on the train and start making some serious loot? So today, like I've been interviewed a lot of people on this podcast. Today's very special for me. And it's, it's, here's the reason. I'm interviewing my first cousin, Alex Van Brooklyn from Baltimore. His mother, my mother, are sisters, and uh, he's been in the family. We've been, you know, I'm, I'm 51 years old, so we've been family for since he's been born. And so without any further ado, Alex Van Brooklyn, cuz, welcome to the show, brother. Uh, pleasure to be here, man. Thank you very much for, for having me on. It, it's an honor to be on your show right now. It's going to be good. 
So let's get the audience to understand how long you've been doing this business. So give us a brief background of who you are and how long you've been in the business. Yeah, so I bought my first property, believe it or not, I don't even know if I told you this, in 2004. And in 2004, I was on deployment. I knew that I had this, this idea in my head that I wanted to buy rental properties. I wanted to do this real estate investing thing. So I bought a property in Jacksonville, North Carolina while I was on deployment. My sister was actually the POA, closed on the property for me. And I had that as a rental property until 2013, I sold it. So that was like my very first entrance into anything relating to real estate. Did um, you use uh, the VA loan to get that? I, I did. Yep. We used the VA loan to buy the property. I bought it at 80, stayed in there while I was in North Carolina. And then while I was on deployment, rented it out. And it was great. And, you know, I wound up selling it. I think I made you know 18 grand, 20 grand on it, something like that. Not, not a huge deal that the area down there was a little bit a little rough, but that was the, the first property that I actually bought. After that, I mean, there was a long span in between there. And in my business now, we actually got started at the beginning of 2016 when I got retired out of the Marine Corps. So that's when I got my, my actual start in the industry. And so when you started four years ago, did you have, besides that one deal that you did a VA loan, like you had no experience, zero? Uh, the only experience I had is I, when I first got to Baltimore in 2007, I was like, oh, real estate investing again. I, I got to buy a house. I got to buy a rehab. So I bought a, uh, a crack house in East Baltimore. At, there's a lot of them out there from what I hear. There, there was a couple of them. And, um, <laughs> but I bought this in November of 2007. So I, I way overpaid for the property. It was a shell. Did a full gut rehab on it, a beautiful rehab that we did. And uh, we moved into the property. So we lived in a, and it, it wasn't a, it wasn't an absolutely terrible neighborhood, but we did have one of our blue light cameras right in front of the house when we first moved in. So, oh, shit. but it was a good experience because it gave me firsthand knowledge of Baltimore city of the very interesting dynamics between Baltimore city, the residents, the community associations, the communities and the city government and how it works. So being actually there boots on the ground really allowed me to have a good understanding of how Baltimore City worked. And then we did one more in a, a real good neighborhood that we actually just sold last year. And uh, we did that rehab. And then after that, we didn't touch anything until 2016. And I remember it was right around 15, 16. You actually came out to Long Island. Yep. You had lunch at that uh, that diner up the, the diner. road. Yep. Pick my brain for it could have been, what, two and a half, three hours? Yep, 100%. Right? Was yeah, 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 yeah. We had the whole family up there. I think my sister was even there with us. Yeah. They came in afterwards. It was you, all of us, us, and then your, your yep. sister came in. I think your mother came in afterwards. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. And so it was that, good, man. that was really the beginning, that point of where you started getting into this investing area, like full time. One hundred percent. Okay. Yep. So when you first got in, because this is important for people who are starting, I want to go through your story of starting, growing, because now you're at the stage where you're starting to scale. Yep. Right. So the beginning process. Did you have money that you were investing? So in 2016, when I had first gotten out, I didn't have a huge amount of, of cash. I bought a property from a wholesaler that we went in. I overpaid for the property and I did the entire rehab myself. I mean, I was underneath the house working with the electrician, running the wires, running the plumbing with the plumber. I think the only thing I didn't do was the drywall and the HVAC work. And man, the, the, the best lesson I learned from that is that I never want to do the work myself again. <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah. the, the amount of time and energy that went into it, there, there was no physical way that I could replicate that and I could do that at any kind of scale at all. So that was well, one of the only I, ones that did. I think one of the lessons there though is it is important to understand 
what the process is for rehabbing a house. Yeah. Got a lot of guys get into this business and because they don't get the process, they don't know it, they get ripped off or they just don't know what they don't know. So I think what you did was actually smart yep. because you went through, you understand now what the process is and what it takes to put it together. And you can kind of talk the language of these contractors, but not doing it again was even smarter. It's a waste of your time. Yeah, like, it is. And I've always tried to, to explain it to everybody. Like, oh, well, you know, do you get in there and do the rehab? I'm like, absolutely not. I know enough about the rehab work at all the different levels that I can get in there. I can manage a project. I can take a look at a project. I can go walk through, walk through any project, any single family house out here in this area and look at it and be like, yeah, we have issues here where I know if my electrician is getting over. I know if my HVAC guy is getting over. The plumber's doing shoddy work because I've seen real shoddy work before. So it, it definitely, that was helpful. We all have. All right. So you got in, you started buying these properties. Now, when did you, what does your model look like? Are you a buy and hold, a fix and flip, a wholesale guy? Like, what does that look like now? Gotcha, man. So uh, we are literally right now, if you look at the, the hockey stick of progression, we are just on the upward trend. So for the last four years, we've been kind of flat, kind of uh, steadily moving along. Uh, when I first started out, I, I literally, I was like, oh, I, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to rehab properties, I'm going to wholesale properties, I'm going to buy you know, rental properties, and that's the way my business was set up. And I was never really focused on any one of them until, I guess, October of 19. In 19, we bought uh, nine rental properties, nine single-family rentals that were all rehabs. And by October, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. I have no cash. I, I mean, cash was gone. All cash was completely gone because I didn't do any assignments. I didn't assign any contracts in that almost entire year until the end of the third quarter. And the end of the third quarter, 2019, I looked at it and said, wow, I need a cash infusion. And I was kind of opposed to wholesaling. So I was like, I don't really want to wholesale properties. And then I said, you know what? I, I, I got to do what I have to do. So we started then, and I realized, wow, this is pretty damn simple. Not easy, but it was, it was simple. So the beginning of last year is when I really just buckled down. When COVID hit, I buckled down. I said, okay, I'm restructuring the entire business. And we started building the team out, and I started building out what we were doing. I brought on some really good key people inside of the business, and we started marketing heavy, and then we are assigning every contract at this point. So I actually removed all construction, all rentals completely outside of this business now, where I have separate entities set up. So any of our uh, rehab projects now, we're actually assigning out to one of my other entities. Any of my, my uh, rentals, we're assigning out to one of my other entities. And I give that same opportunity to everybody that's on the team now. So anybody on the team, if they want to take a deal down, we give them the first crack at it to be able to take that property down. To rehab it. Yep, to rehab it, keep it as a rental, whatever whatever fits the, the exit strategy. Smart. So, so talk to us about what you're doing on marketing. How are you driving in your business right now? Yep, so... Uh, for the entire time, the only marketing we did is a program called BSOW. Um, and right, so, I wanna, so here, here this is unique. So yep. look, there's a lot of different guys out there in this business, and everybody kind of does a little bit of the same thing. But there's always that one thing I find that investors do a little bit uniquely. Like you have a very unique program, and you you talked to me about this. I think like three and a half, four years ago. Like I have this idea, and I'm thinking about launching. I'm like, yo, that's pretty fucking slick, man. Like. That's a pretty slick idea. So tell us what this is and what it's done for your business. Yep, absolutely. So I would love, absolutely love to take credit for it on, on the creative side. It wasn't my idea. It actually came from REI Black Book, from, from the folks at REI Black Book. And it's called Bandit Signs on Wheels. 
And pretty much what it comes down to is, and this is the way I look at the concept, is everybody knows what bandit signs are. They're, they're you know, put bandit signs out. It's taught at every three-day seminar. Everybody out there preaches and practices. You've got to put bandit signs out. They work, they work, they work, and they do work. You get people calling off of the bandit signs. The problem I have with it, and this, isn't, this is not a knock on anybody else's business model. It's just the way we run our business. I did not want to start my business off by having to worry about code enforcement violations. I did not want to start my business off by doing something that I wasn't able to brand and I wasn't able to put the Victor Bravo name behind. So we looked at the bandit signs and we're like, how can we do that? And then that's when we heard about bandit signs on wheels. So the concept is having a mobile bandit sign where we take uh, signage, vinyl letters, and we put it on the back of vehicles. And it sounds like it works. It sounds like it's a great idea, but the reality is it only works at scale. It does not work if you have a sign on your vehicle and that's it. That's what a lot of people thought is that, oh, well, I have a sign on my vehicle and, and it's not doing anything. I have a sign on my, my personal car and I don't know, I've gotten a handful of calls off of my personal vehicle. But what we did is, and this is something I learned from you, you know, literally in that first conversation we had, you, you literally pounded your desk and said, systems and processes, systems yeah. and processes. And I followed that. So I built an entire system around the BSW program, went out and marketed for drivers, got, we, at one point we had 120 vehicles on the road with our signage on the back of them. And, and that has been our primary marketing means for the first four years, is right. all of our inbound traffic. I want to dig deeper because you said a lot of unique things and I want to go in a little bit deeper so other people out there could take what you've done and leverage it, steal it, put it, implement it. So let's go through the process of how do you go about finding people that want to actually put decals in the back of their car? Yep. Do you have your face on this ad? Is it like your mug or is it just nah. the, the name of the company? So right now, the only thing that's on the back of the vehicle is that we, we, we kind of did a beta test on a couple different uh, verbiage on there. So we, we landed with full asking price for your house. That was the original message. We changed it up a couple times, but it works for us because it gets, it gets people to raise their hand and say, yo, I want full asking price for my property. That's right. And we do get some retail leads out of it, but we also have gotten a lot of short sale leads out of there. We have about almost 30 properties in our pipeline right now that are all short sales that will be closing at some point over the next six months. So with the signage, it, it's getting people on has been difficult over the last handful of months. And I think that's one of the things that I'm figuring out now. We have to figure this out as, a, as we go. Our primary means that we were recruiting drivers was Craigslist, Craigslist and Facebook. Okay. Craigslist has effectively shut us down. I, I don't know what changed. I don't know if people were reporting our posts as MLMs or what it was, but Craigslist has effectively shut us down. And every post we're putting out there on Craigslist is getting flagged and it's getting taken off. So we, I'm not going to sit back and be like, oh, well, that's the end of the program. We just figured out another way forward. Right. Um, Facebook, one of the things we're realizing is the algorithm on Facebook, I think we screwed ourselves because we were putting a lot of links, almost every post were links going out to another site. So apparently inside of Facebook, you want to keep that traffic inside of there. So, the head, bro. If yep. you have any links going outside Facebook, they flag it, they shut you down. Yep. Yeah, and it's, to anybody. yeah, so it's it's just in the last couple of months now where we've had a major slowdown in the number of new vehicles. So we're down to right now where we have 82 vehicles on the road, where we've lost you know, almost 50% of our vehicles. So we're starting a new program. We, um, we literally just started in the last two weeks. We, we kind of looked at the problem set and we said, all right, how do we address this problem set? How do we get more people on the road with more signs on the back of their vehicles, but still be able to provide them with a benefit? Because the only way these people are getting paid is when we were closing a deal. So 
We track the signs. Every sign has a three-digit code on it. So anybody that calls in, the first question that gets asked is, hey, what is the three-digit code? And we pay everybody, happily pay everybody out that, that we get a call from their vehicle. So we sat back and we looked at it and we're like, how? Did I hear you're paying for a phone call? Not for, no. not for a deed, for a no. phone call. No, 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 not per okay. phone call. No, no, okay. definitely not. No, no, per, per closed deal. deal. 100%. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we get a lot of... To the screen and no. crack it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we get a lot of phone calls. Hey, your driver just cut me off. Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah we, we don't pay per phone call. But per, per closed deal, reasonably. Okay. It's, it's just a referral fee that we give, give over to them. Got it. So we sat and we looked at the problems and we said, all right, how can we provide more value to our drivers and get more signage out there? So you know what? So I've been doing this for four and a half, you know, almost five years now. I've gained a, a good amount of knowledge. I've got a lot of people in my network that, that have a tremendous amount of knowledge, a tremendous amount of experience, both locally here in the Maryland market and nationally. So I said, you know what? We're going to start an education company. So we literally, two weeks ago, we started Victor Bravo Education. We started a program called Victor Bravo Basic Training. This is not like a seminar program or anything else. It is specifically geared towards finding drivers. So the way I looked at it is, we have a lot of people that want to learn about real estate investing, and there's a lot of resources out there. So we're going to start creating content, and we're going to start putting all of our content on a closed Facebook group, admittance into that group, and we're going to do weekly question and answers with all the drivers in there. Admittance into the group only costs you a sign on the back of your vehicle. So that's it. So in return for the value we're going to provide, we get a sign on the vehicle, we get advertising, and they're going to be able to still, we'll still pay them for the, the deals that we close. And, uh, and hopefully we can help them out because the way I look at it is those drivers, those however many people we're, we're shooting right now for 150 new drivers that are in the program, they will be, out of those 150 people, I can almost guarantee one of our next hires. There's no two ways about it because we're going to get somebody in there that wants to learn and wants to know more about the industry and not just drive around. And they're going to want to go look at properties. They're going to want to go do walkthroughs. They're going to be one of our next hires. I love the concept, bro. I love the concept. I love how you're morphing and you're growing with this whole thing. What does it cost you to put on the this, the decals in the back of the vehicle? Twenty five bucks. <laughs> it's a no brainer. Twenty five dollars. Yep. So do you have people that go out to their cars and put it on? Or do they have yep. to drive it to a center? Uh, both. So we've we had a, a full time installer that was also going find a property for us. Um, but we have an in-house guy now that's taking the entire program off my plate and is running with the entire program. So for right now, he'll be doing the installs. We have our physical office down in Joppa, which doesn't mean much to you New Yorkers up there. But <laughs> but they can come down to our office. That way we can do a meet and greet. We actually put together a nice little package for them with a bag, like a little tote. And uh, I, I tell you the truth, I don't even know what is in there. A bunch of little gift things yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as they sign up, and then we, I, I also have a book. I don't know if I told you that. So I, I, uh, I have a book called, pretty bad. I should probably know what the name of it is. How to Sell, you, <laughs> how to sell Your House Fast in Maryland, something to that effect. And it's, just a, it's a very basic concept book on how to sell your, your house. So we give them a free copy of the book, and we get them out on the road. So you're leveraging the tools and all the tips and tricks that are out there. You're leveraging them, but the most important thing, you know, you're implementing like an animal, and that yeah. separates from a lot of guys, analysis paralysis, they want to do everything, they focus on everything, they get nothing done, and four, five, eight, ten years goes by and they're still sitting in the same seat doing nothing. And that was me. I'm, I'm, I am the, the worst guilty party of that. You know, From 2016 until uh, the beginning of this year, I, I was by myself and I was trying to do everything and I was trying to do a little bit of everything and it was not until I, I was forced to get laser focused and I realized that I, I, 
can't do everything. So I built the team out, and we have right now we're sitting at almost 13 people. I think we're at 13 people total on the team between in-house here and the, and the VAs that we have, and uh, we're going to keep growing. Yeah. I remember those conversations we had. You were stressing out over, you know, doing it all and how the hell do you juggle it? But I got to tell you, man, you listened, you executed. Yep. I'm watching you grow. I just want to caution you, the whole scaling piece, watch your freaking numbers. Yep. Like, you know, I have guys all over the country that we interview and they all share the same story and say the same thing. It's not what you're grossing. It's what you're netting. Yep. And a lot of guys that will go on stage will tell you they're making $8 million a year. And when you find out what their net is, you want to throw up because you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, like, go get a job if you're only making 100 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the net, bro. So just make sure you watch your numbers strongly. And you and I had this conversation a couple of months ago. Absolutely. Just watch those numbers. Make sure you watch net, net bottom line. That margin is, is extremely important. All right, so, so you got a killer system. It's working. It's driving in deals. So that was your main marketing process for three years yep that was the only thing we did and that and then i was doing some of my own driving for dollars so just going out finding properties you know it's it's that whole concept oh you go find a property and you research it and it's effective and those are some of the best deals that we've ever gotten yeah but you you cannot scale that doing it yourself it's right. physically impossible to do so yeah. we also started building that out over the last eight months so we use deal machine and we had two full-time drivers that were out finding properties for us. At one point, they were submitting 500 properties a week. Scaled back now to where we're putting in about 250 new properties a week. And we've kind of saturated the entire market around us. So we might make some adjustments there. And go out. Um, put them out on, on direct mail. So we have all yeah. the postcards going out. And we're skip tracing all of those contacts and have a cold call team that are, are hitting them on the phones nonstop. Yeah, it's a process, bro. You're going through the system. And by the way, yep. you mentioned Deal Machine. If you guys are listening, if you go to BillySecrets.com, I worked out a special offer with Deal Machine. I don't know if it's 50% off for your, your first month or a free month. I can't remember the offer that they have, but it works. Our guys in the office use it. We use it. Deal Machine, just so you understand, it's a process where on your cell phone, you can basically drive around neighborhoods, find vacant properties or properties that look dilapidated, take a picture. It tells you who owns the property, what they own the property, you hit another button, it gives you the cell phone numbers, your home numbers, your email address. If it's yep. a probate, estate, tax lien, like, it, and then you hit another button and it automatically starts sending out the marketing pieces. So it is, again, it's a tool that you have in your arsenal, in your belt. And if, you know, you're not going to make a million dollars on one thing, you got to do a bunch of different things, but you got to get one thing started in your business, get it implemented, get it executed, systematize it, hand it off and then focus on the next thing. That's how you scale. When you're first starting out, your start phase, like Alex, like myself, like every freaking entrepreneur out there, you're gonna do everything yourself in the beginning, especially if you strap for cash, you're gonna do it all. And it's actually a good thing because you get to understand the whole process of the business, right? Just like when you started and you did your first rehab, you didn't wanna go out there and do sheetrock or plumbing electric, but by going through that process, you learn what it takes, and that's important. I think if you're going to own a business, you're going to get into this business, you have to understand how all the pieces work for you to go out there and actually execute properly. Yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah Deal Machine's been great, man. Yeah, I, I have no complaints about it. There's some other products out there that do, do similar things, uh, and they're good as well. We just decided to go with Deal Machine because it, yeah, it, it, it works, you know, and it, it was simple. And that was the biggest thing. I'm, I, at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm still just a knuckle dragger. 
I'm a, I'm a Marine by trade. And like, I need simplicity. I cannot have something that's going to be too crazy and, and convoluted and the process is all over. I, I need to be able to keep it simple. And that's what Deal Machine really did is it, it kept it simple for us. We got out there. I started using it myself. Boom, take a picture, get the property researched and just start attacking the property. So. All right, so now you're in the you're in the phase where you're starting to scale. So let's yep. talk. About, you have 13 people. That's a lot. Yep. 13 people, big organization, full time or not, VA or not. That's an organization. Yep. So let's break down what that organization looks like. What do you have people in what seats and what are they doing? Absolutely. So, and I'll put this out there for everybody as well. There, I heard I used to hear people saying, "Oh, I've got eight people, ten people, twelve people," and I've seen some business owners that have a team that never really put a solid structure behind that team. And I also watched that same team completely crumble and fall. So yeah. before I ever built out the team, I had, I had plenty of time to do it. I built out the structure of the business. So the way I, and I built it off of the, the EOS model. So the way I built the, the business out was in the accountability chart. I have three branches. I have my marketing advertising branch, my operations branch, and my administration branch. And <laughs> I mean, my name was in every block yeah. at one point in time. The marketing advertisement side right now, I have one guy, one full-time. He's my social media manager slash, you know, videographer, photographer. And he's, he's absolutely, he's only been on the team for a couple of weeks now. Uh, and he's absolutely crushing it. Is absolutely 100% crushing it. Is he what? Full-time or part-time? Full-time. Yeah, he is full-time and uh, he's absolutely crushing it. I mean, like we're already getting noticed in some of the social media posts from some of the folks locally. He is helping me build out the entire SEO pay-per-click campaign right now, which is the, one of the main focuses for this quarter. And then in the operations branch, which is obviously the most robust branch we have, my operations manager, who is he's pretty much my partner at this point in time. And he, is, he has been my right-hand guy for the last nine, ten months now. I have barely even talked to a seller for the last handful of months. He is making all the phone calls out right now, developing all the relationships, dropping the contracts. I'm still taking care of the dispo side of it. So we're, we're getting the properties pushed out. Underneath him, we have two, uh, one full-time cold caller, one part-time cold caller. And the way we develop that is, and this is contrary to what a lot of people think, a lot of people have cold callers that are in the Philippines or in Costa Rica or wherever it is. Our cold callers, I don't really particularly like the phrase cold caller because at the end of the day, they're relationship managers. Yep. And they are, the, in, in my opinion, the most important uh, touch point we have with our clients. That's that first touch that we have with those clients. They have to be able to immediately build rapport, establish commonalities, understand this person's situation. And the goal is to develop both of them into where they're going to be stepping in, in the operation side, just to start taking deals down. So I'm, I'm, we're grooming both of them right now, not just to be cold callers, but to be able to step in and uh, take, take a, a lead all the way through the entire acquisition cycle. I love it. Also inside of there, we have a full marketing team. So we have, I'm sorry, a full research team out in the Philippines. So we have three V8s. It's the, you know, full team out there. Our main point of contact is the one person. We pay them well. You know, there's no two ways about it. But the research that they do for us is hands down, like, irreplaceable. I mean, they're, she's, pretty much, she's pretty much doing full title searches on these properties because here in Baltimore City, like we could spend a lot of time wasting a lot of time on properties that have 40, 50, 60, hundred thousand dollar tax liens on them that we're never going to touch. Um, so she's doing pretty much preliminary title searches on them, full comp packages that they'll put together on it. And then going through and vetting all the, all the information and, and uh, kind of segmenting our leads as they come in. I also have a full-time lead manager who I'm, I'm 
super excited about. So he is literally two weeks ago, just retired from the United States Air Force. Yeah, it was great. And But the better part of it is we had him as an intern for the last six months. So DOD was paying to have him here. It's a program called the Bridge Skills Program. And uh, for the last six months of his service, he came to us and did an internship. And then we converted him over to a full-time employee. And, uh, man, it's been having him is amazing. And then we're also – he's taken down his first rehab here in the next couple of weeks. So we're getting a deal into his pocket and then um, letting him – we're going to walk him through the whole rehab process. So we have him. And then on the administration branch, it's myself. I have an office assistant, um, uh, Ashley, and then I have one other VA up in Massachusetts who takes care of a lot of the, the systems administration, uh, process development, and back-end stuff. So this whole scaling time, when did you actually – when did this all come into play? Because just about <laughs> nine months ago, I remember speaking to you. You didn't have much of any of this. I know, it was me. <laughs> it was me and I had an office assistant. And, and literally, it came down to I, I had no income at that point. It was, it was the beginning of this year, of 2020. I sat and I looked at it and I, I said, I, I have to focus on one thing. And, and that's when I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to focus on the assignments. And that's when we brought Mike on the team and I brought Ashley on the team. And we just started scaling immediately. At that point, we looked at it and we realized what we could do. And I went from doing almost nothing to where we should be on pace right now to, to for 2021, relatively no problems. We should be able to hit 52 transactions this year and, you know, top 625. That, those are our bottom line numbers. And I, I'm pretty confident we're going to blow that out of the water. We've already got, you know, five deals closed for the year and 148 in revenue. So, like, It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and we're looking at it. I'm like, uh, yeah, why am I going to go slow now? Like, I, no, there's no, no need to go slow. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pushing hard so, and, and very systematically building this out as well. Like sure. This quarter, I'm focused on the SEO, the pay-per-click, online presence, social media strategy, getting that all built out. Quarter two is just going to be um, kind of maintenance phase of taking everything we have, cleaning up some processes, making sure everything's good to go. Quarter three, we're going to be doing another big push at that point. Yeah. I find, I find that doing that, a quarter push, a quarter like – not hang out, but kind of like just understand what's going on, yeah. clean it up, see what's happening, and then another quarter push. When you do two pushes a year, man, it just grows your company to no end. Yep. You get a lot of traction and you push through. You mentioned something I want the listeners to understand. You mentioned EOS. What is that? Uh, EOS is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It was, I guess, designed by Eli Wickman in his book, Traction. Yep. Um, so one of the biggest takeaways I got from that was that you can only have one business system. It doesn't matter what that business system is, but you can only have one and everybody in your organization has to speak the same languages. So whether you're using KPIs, metrics, rocks, whatever it is, everybody has to be on the same page as to what you're talking about. So that when one person is saying, oh, well, our goal's for the quarter, and another person says, oh, our rocks for the quarter, everybody's on the same page. So I, I, I literally, I, I have a couple different people that have different mo- I said, you know, I'm going with this. And this yeah. is what I started building. I started building it out probably three and a half years ago now. And uh, I've got my accountability chart, my, my vision traction organizer that lays out. And I guess, let me slow down. So the, one of the biggest takeaways I have from that are my core values. And it took me a while to develop. It's not like I just threw a dart at, at a dartboard and said, oh, these are my core values. Like I really sat down and said, what do I want this company to be? And, and I built them out, and everybody in the company now knows the core values. 
Like it, it's something we go over on a weekly basis during our L10 meeting. Uh, and that's family, integrity, professionalism, trust and understanding. And it's, we, we stick to them and we make sure that everybody we're speaking to, whether it's on the seller side, on the buyer side or agents, whoever we're dealing with, like that's, that we stick to our core values and, and that's it. And that's been a huge part of that. Yeah. When you have core values and people know them, they get them, they understand, they rally around them. Yep. It's life changing, man. It's business changing, yeah. life changing. And plus two, then you have a litmus test for those people that you want to take into your organization because yep. if they don't fit your value system. doesn't matter how much they produce. If they're not going to fit, they're not going to come in. That's right. Not um, only internally, but external partners as well. You know, uh, we've had some yeah. issues with the uh, yeah. VAs, you know, whatever, whoever it is. Title companies. <laughs> they're not in. Yep. And sometimes it kind of hurts. Sometimes you have to cut ways with people that you're like, man, I really don't want to do this, but they yep. just, they're not getting, they're not on the same page and their values and our values just aren't a good match. 100%. Yeah, no business with bad business is one of our policies. And, and it's, it does suck sometimes because I've had contractors that I've worked with that has, have, I mean, the speed that they were able to get projects done at and the, the efficiency that they had inside of their organization was unreal. But, they took a lot of shortcuts and after seeing that a couple of times and confronting them on it, you know, they were okay with closing up a wall without putting insulation in it. I won't what? do it. Yeah. I, I won't do it. You know? And it, it was just one of those things where it was like, so that relationship was severed. Um, we've had title companies that literally challenged our integrity as, as an individual and as a business owner that I, I don't have the patience for it. I, I we're not going to do business with them period. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we do a lot of the same things. We have people that if they're just not good communicators and they don't respond and get things done, like conversation happens once, conversation happens twice. The third time we're like, you know what? I'm not gonna beg this individual to do their right. job. I'm not dragging you along. It's like, cut, let's go to the next one. That's why yep. we have three of everything, everything yep. and everybody. So if one drops out, one's not meeting the goals, one's not meeting our needs, no hard feelings, not a personal yep. thing. Business. We, we gotta part ways. Yep. And that's what we're trying to do the same thing right now. We're trying to, and that's a, that's a, I think that's a good policy is having three of everything. Maybe we'll look at doing that on some of our external partners as well. Yeah. You know, it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grow with, especially if you're doing jobs that aren't hundred percent fully permitted. Like one of the things we implemented is for jobs that aren't permitted, we still get our own inspectors into that house to verify the work that the contractors are doing to make them held, hold them accountable. Because if they know that nobody's going to check over their shoulder and check their work, they're going to take shortcuts. And yep. not the shortcuts at the saving time. The shortcuts are going to end up costing you money in the long run because the house was done shoddy. And that's 100%. not Yep. Yeah, I don't really have much patience for it in, in this business in particular. So it's just that's the way we're doing it moving forward. And, and that's it. Well, cuz, listen, man, this was like you brought some serious value. you have anything you want to add before we, before we go? Man, it was honestly a, a – true pleasure and honor to be on here with you, man. I, I've been watching you grow for, you know, I don't know, like 30 something years now. <laughs> and, and it's been real, man. I remember just to, to let everybody else know back in 96 to 98, man, when you had your mortgage business and you were just ramping that mortgage business up, I was a stockbroker. I literally graduated high school on a Friday, started on a Monday as a broker. And I remember at that time, you know, we're talking 25 years ago now, you and I jumping on a call and at that point, I had the, you know, the glitz and glamour in front of me. I was like, oh, I want a Range Rover. And I want this. But even at that time, man, the, the, the value that you provided to me in just talking to me was absolutely huge. And, and those are, are 
life lessons that have stayed with me over the last 30 years. So for everything that you've provided me personally over the last five or six years, specifically related to real estate, man, you're, you're a freaking rock star. I truly, truly appreciate it. So I, and I, look, I look forward to growing and watching you grow as well, man. And, and likewise, bro, I'm watching, like, I love that you, you call, I love those conversations when I'm on the road. I'm like, cuz I got like a half hour. You'll text me like, yo, I'm driving and we'll have some heart to heart, deep conversation. Yeah. And what I really love about you, brother, is that you, you ask really good questions. I know you're taking notes and then you go implement and then you report back two, three, five, six months later. Like, bro, I, I did this and this market. <laughs> I appreciate the idea. So the give and take, I just love feeding people who actually take it and use it. So I don't know if I ever told you this or not. So, I really hesitated on reaching out to you to ask you about real estate related stuff because I watched over the last handful of years and I was like, man, he's killing it right now. I don't want to be that pain in his side where I'm like, Hey, what about this? How do I do that? How do I do So I made myself a commitment like four or five years ago that when I called you up on anything real estate related, that I was going to do my damnedest to, to take action and to not waste your time. So I appreciate all of the phone calls and I appreciate all the information because yeah, it's, it, it's valuable information. And at the end of the day, I had to realize that, that your information that you've provided to me would have been akin to information I would have gotten from some high-level mastermind program. And I know that. So I, you know, I, I always wanted to make sure that the time and energy you put into speaking to me, that I was hopefully, hopefully now, I'm at a point where hopefully I'll be able to pay some of that back to you, man, and, uh, and provide value to your, to your listeners and everything else. So Absolutely. thank you again, Billy. You are the man. Bro, I love you, your family, and my cousin, and I love the fact that you're making shit happen. And just to, to get your memory jogged, you actually did say that to me. You didn't want to waste my time. And I just want to, you recall, there was one conversation you called probably three years ago about some deal with financing, and you didn't have your numbers in order, and it was like 15 minutes on the phone. And I'm like, cuz, I don't really fucking think like this is me. You're like, you know what? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember exactly what deal that was, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, to hell with it. Yeah, forget it. I'm yeah, sorry, I, I'm not going to do it. I won't waste your time again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I know exactly what deal that was, too. Yeah, we never came to, never came to fruition because it wasn't a good deal. So, <laughs> exactly. Bro, look, I value you. I value our relationship. I appreciate you coming on. And most of all, I'm fucking proud of what you're doing, bro. Very proud of you. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, Billy. I, I definitely appreciate your time, brother. Peace out, my man. Take it easy, man. Have a good oh, one. Man. How do people find you online? I know no. you have no. All right, so uh, Victor, so we are literally just starting the whole social media thing right now. So we have victorbravo.com. Uh, the handles on IG, Twitter um, is all Victor Bravo REI, and then on TikTok I'm I'm Gunny VB. So I'm still pushing on the the military side of things on TikTok. So, so Gunny I'm VB on TikTok, TikTok. By the way, bro, very very entertaining on the TikTok. <laughs> But yeah, we are, we are going to start pushing uh, pushing more content out, both on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We're going to bump uh, bump up the YouTube channel, and we're going to start putting some content out there because I'm I, I love being able to share. Like we're we're doing this now, and I really have gained a lot of information the last handful of years. I want to be able to give it back. I, I'm not you know this is not going towards some some seminar or program. I, I genuinely want to be able to give some information back. So yeah, we're on all those different channels. You can find us out there. And then um, if you're in Maryland, if you're listening and you're in Maryland and you have a property that you need to sell, you need help with, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Or if you want to learn about real estate investing in any way, shape, form or fashion, reach out to us. We'll see what we can do to help you out. Smart man with the plug, brother. And you great value today. Very good, brother. I will catch you. Thank on the you, piece. sir. Take Later it easy, out. brother. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My mission is to give you, my listeners, the blueprint for success, the insider secrets for starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing business so you can experience and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you. To catapult yourself to success, go to billyssecrets.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com. There you will find every single tool, tip, trick, strategy, system, and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor. Everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start, grow, and scale your real estate investing business. I really hope you implement what you're learning. I hope you utilize these tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets, and I hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye. and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you. To catapult yourself to success, go to billyssecrets.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com. There you will find every single tool, tip, trick, strategy, system, and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor. Everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start, grow, and scale your real estate investing business. I really hope you implement what you're learning. I hope you utilize these tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets, and I hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.